Hey everybody, it's Val and Jason. Hey guys. And you're listening to Standing on the Promises podcast. And we just wanted to thank you so far for all the support that we've had and the listeners. And we just hope that um, whatever we say is um, just helpful and enlightening. And we do this in the honor and glory of God. So um, we don't do this for ourselves or any attention. And we just pray and hope that whatever the Holy Spirit speaks into your heart is um, through this podcast. And we just thank you guys. We just wanted to start off with that first real quick. (laughs) What do you think, Jason? I think you covered it all. Nice. (laughs) Well, we wanted to share this podcast um, what we're going to talk about is something that we uh, went through on Sunday that was pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, so Sunday morning, we went to a, a church. We visited a church that Jason's um, journey leader, the journey guide, uh, told us about. So, Jason, why don't you talk a little bit about that? So, Ted, <laughs> who was my journey leader last year was a professional baseball player. He played in the minor leagues. He was a pitcher. And he played here in Tulsa uh, for the Drillers. And at the time, it was through the Rangers Rangers organization. And he was teammates with Daryl Strawberry. Now, if you don't know who Daryl Strawberry is, look him up on YouTube. Great hitter. uh, Great baseball player. Um, He was a right fielder, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and I think he came up with the Mets and then, uh, in 1990, he signed free agency with the Dodgers. So he was a Dodger. He was with the Dodgers for a few years and, uh, growing up, he was one of my favorite players, you know, just, it was Daryl Strawberry, you know, like always thought he had a cool last name cause it was a fruit. <laughs> so, uh, nice. <laughs> I guess when you're that young, you, yeah, you, you, was, you sort of pick people. I was six years of, old. Yeah. <laughs> and he played for the Dodgers. And Jimbo had, uh, I believe, he could correct me if I'm wrong, I think he had one of those uh, figure baseball figurines from, like, Tops or whatever. It was a mm-hmm. Daryl Strawberry, Strawberry one. Um, so, anyways, uh, if you don't know anything about Daryl Strawberry, he was a baseball player who used all his fame and money to do drugs and live this heathen lifestyle, he called it, and then found Jesus after playing ball and got saved, and now he's an evangelist, which is really cool. Yeah. And so uh, when Ted texted me and told me that he was going to be there, I looked up Val and said, hey, just uh, got a text from Ted saying that Daryl Strawberry is going to be at Sheridan Church on Sunday. You want to go? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> literally the answer. And literally the 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 minute I read the text from Ted, and I think he had only sent it for like maybe a minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> I wrote, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even check in with me. Yeah, I just wrote, I'll be there. <laughs> you're You're pretty good at like hiding your excitement at first um but once i said yes you're just like yay <laughs> and then i would think i was all smiles all day yeah too. you're pretty much all smiles you're but like, it was 
ready to go. Like yeah. <laughs> it was early. You were ready to go. I think I stayed up till like before you got me awake. <laughs> Two thirty or something like that. That night, the night before, so that Saturday night, it's and like then the I was night. like, "It's one o'clock in the morning. You're not gonna want to get up." I was like, "Oh yeah." yeah it's like that. Um, the, the night before school starts <laughs> right. feeling where you don't like you're so excited but yeah it was crazy but going back I mean um just you know how lucky you are to have a wife that actually likes baseball yeah you know we met and basically our bonded over a dodger game. yeah our whole thing was dodgers and yeah, bonded over a dodger we game. bonded through that and he understood quickly that I knew what I was talking about. Wait, we bonded we... through a Lakers game, but it got to the Dodgers yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, because it was in... It was in November. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like end of October, beginning of November. And that's I think the true. World Series had wrapped up, so... But um, I think you quickly understood that I was a girl who knew what I was talking about when I talked about baseball. Mm-hmm. So uh, for all you gals out there... It really does make a difference when you know a little bit about sports. When you have two two older <laughs> brothers and yeah. a dad that watch sports all the time. Yeah, and that was basically how I spent my time bonding with my dad was watching the games. So right. I know a little bit about sports. Which, I will grant you this, when we watch a game... Uh, and it's a 3-2 count. Val can pretty much call <laughs> the next pitch because her dad used to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, he's going to throw a slider away. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> really? Or he'll be like, uh, they're going to throw a fastball high and in, in inside. Yep. Like, it, it was even like a 3-2 count. He would just be like, oh, it's going to be a fastball high and inside. That was, and was like, <laughs> That was like our thing. Like he challenged. That was the challenge of the game because a lot of people say, "Oh, watching sports is boring," or you know, baseball's boring. Blah blah blah. But when you actually have those little challenges, like my dad used to do, yep. it was fun. You know, calling, trying to call the next pitch, and then like, ah, I got it right, or ah, you got it wrong. You know, it, that was the fun part. But yeah, going I back mean, he, to he still did it up to the day. Yeah, like because I mean. We we sat with them. I sat with them many a times. I watched baseball, Dodger games and baseball games and World Series. And he, oh, it's gonna be this. Like yeah. no, it's not. Oh yeah, okay. That's just my dad. That's my dad for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, going back to anyway, our excitement about going to listen to Daryl Strawberry preach, and um, I don't know if a lot of people know that. He preaches. Yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't a guest speaking. It no, was like, it was a preaching. It was a, a message. sermon. Yeah, yeah, it was like a sermon. Sermon. Oh man. Yeah. So that's why we wanted to share about our experience we because we wanted to um, tell you guys what, what we, we learned, learned and what we um, what the Holy Spirit revealed through Daryl Strawberry. You're right. <laughs> so they always say, "Don't meet your heroes," but I disagree with that because if your hero is a Christian that can bring the word of God and preach it, then I highly suggest you go yeah. <laughs> listen to him. And if you get the chance to listen to it, the message is actually on Sheridan Church's uh, YouTube page. You just uh, or you can search, follow him yeah. on Instagram at Daryl Strawberry eighteen, I believe. Yeah. So um, he, he does put a lot of his. Uh, you know, sermons on there, um, little bits and pieces of what he's talking about, but I'll go first because I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, 
I'll go first. I will say that what I learned about um, the Word of God through J- Daryl Strawberry, which by by the way, he doesn't really talk about his base baseball career yeah he it wasn't like oh hey you know i did this as a baseball player i did that and then no it's literally like a sermon that he preaches and he'll just be like oh yeah during my time i played ball i was doing this yeah but yeah just as an example he doesn't talk about the lord delivered him out of all of that um he you know just he went over very quickly obviously he's a pro baseball player um but he was addicted to drugs and he was also um pretty much addicted to sex like he was Mm -hmm. all about that life and um so it took him a while and he was he said he got himself into like three million dollar debt and it took him a while but through his mother's prayers and his wife's prayers and his wife basically being an example he found the lord and that obviously resonated with me because the one part that I wish that I could have gotten writing or I could have recorded <laughs> on my phone <laughs> was when he was talking about uh, men listening to their wives and how valuable it is to listen to your wife. And so that was obviously a attention grabber for me. But to what spoke to my heart um, was his talking about being obedient and um he's he was talking about you know how oh complete obedience is the key to opening the door that you're asking god to open so for me that was huge because um you know just the last few months this last year uh been trying to look into getting back into the workforce and um especially the last couple of months, I've been getting nothing but rejections and, oh, your application, it was viewed, but nothing comes of it. No interviews. And it's just like, or if I had an interview, it was just not the right job. And it's been really frustrating to be honest, but there's something that the Lord wants for me. And I don't know what that is yet, but listening to Daryl's message on Sunday, it's, because I know that I feel convicted. I felt convicted is that I wasn't completely obeying, like being obedient to mm-hmm. God's word. Because there's things that I still kept, you know, kept on to. And there was things that I was still trying to control, a- a.k.a. the job search. You know, I was trying to control, um, you know, what jobs were good for me and and stuff. And then hiding it behind, well, this job isn't going to be good because it's going to take you know, two cars or this job is going to be good because, you know, the kids or some sort of <laughs> like excuse. So I hid behind that instead of obeying God's word. So how about you? What did you feel? There are a couple things, but the biggest one for me is when he spoke about forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, He spoke and said that, you know, he grew up with a, a physically abusive dad who beat him and then left him with his mom. And he was an alcoholic. And he was an alcoholic. And he got it into his his heart to never talk about his dad, to leave him out of everything. And he left him out of his career. He left him out, uh, never introduced his 
he never got to see his grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just totally was just like, I don't have anything to do with my dad. And uh, he said he was in San Diego praying, going to do a prayer breakfast on a Saturday. And he knew his dad was in the hospital in San Diego. and Or he knew he was in the hospital. I don't know if it was in San Diego or not. But he knew he was in the hospital. And the Lord kept pressing on him to to go yeah. say, no, for him to go tell his daddy was sorry. Mm-hmm. To go apologize to his dad. And he's like, what? Like, <laughs> you want me to do what, God? Yeah. And uh, so he called his wife. And said, I think the Lord is telling me to go apologize to my dad. And his wife was like, if the Lord's telling you to do it, you better go do it. Mm -hmm. So he said he walked into... He listened to his (laughs) wife. Yeah. (laughs) And he walked into the the hospital room and he told his dad, he goes, you know about my career, right? And you know that... I've accepted Christ as my savior and I'm here to tell you I was sorry. I'm sorry for how I acted. And he even said like that was a lot of the reasons why he did drugs and alcohol and all this is because he carried his dad. He carried his his dad around and the hate he had for his dad. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he said that when he said that and he asked his dad, like, do you want to accept Christ as your savior? And he shook his head. He said he saw a tear roll down his eyes mm-hmm. from his dad. And he just lost it there. And he's like, I was like a baby laying on my dad's lap, just crying. And Aww. and then he's all six months late, you know, six months later he passed. But, you know, he's like, and the, the thing that struck me the most is he said he did it. The Lord was with him and the Lord placed it on his heart. For not for his dad, but for him, Mm -hmm. for him to have that closure with his dad and have that forgiveness with his dad and the peace. And so that struck me because, I mean, I've been open here. I mean, I don't have the best relationship with my dad and I've been carrying a lot of that around and it's taught He opened my eyes to just be able to forgive and let things go and not carry it around with you. So, right. I and think then, that was the biggest thing from. Well, and that also ties into listening to your wife. You know, I'm going to bring that up every single chance <laughs> yeah, I get. I know. <laughs> you already have. Um, yeah, and I already have, but I wanted to share with the audience that I had uh, also reminded Jason that forgiveness is essential in order to not bring any of that bitterness or that hate or resentment. Um, into our relationship, our marriage, and into the our, weekend before the weekend before, yeah. <laughs> the and weekend into, before. Me, well, you know what? God was using yeah. my words to prep the field. Yeah. He was using that. He was going to grow that seed into your heart to really um, understand the actual point of forgiveness mm-hmm. is not to reconcile with that person. You don't have to give that person forgiveness and then that means you reconcile and your your relationship is all grand. No, but it's just me it to... gives you release. It gives you freedom from whatever is holding on to you. So anyway, I, I remember telling you that like, hey, we don't want to bring whatever, you know, whatever happened with 
with your in your childhood or whatever into our home for our kids to then go through that like Mm -hmm. we want to break that cycle and we want to release our future generations like our future as a married couple from any of that um the old chains that are weighing you down so the lord used me to prep the field and then he used daryl to to grow that yeah to bring it home to grow that seed into whatever is going to happen into your heart from you know from now on Mm -hmm. um so it's just that was amazing to to hear that and it's it was like that moment when you uh, hear a sermon and you know it's for somebody else and you're like looking at that person <laughs> that's how I felt when I was listening to that but I wasn't like trying to make it so obvious but yeah, oh saw, yeah you did you were like can I get that in writing <laughs> the wife part like listening to your wife but that that sermon or that part of the sermon about forgiveness that was a personal thing that you yeah. had to hear and like I was just I, I appreciated that because I, I prayed before he even got up there. It was like, whatever he's going to bring, like, please, you know, open my heart to receive a message. And my message that I received was obedience. And then the message that you received was about forgiveness. So. And the other one that he talked about that hit me, hit home, too, was talking about being the leader in the house for the male. Because mm. he said that he has a real burden on his heart to to preach to men, preach to men about um you know taking your place as kingdom builders yeah. yes kingdom workers. builders and having that being able to have that hedge of protection around your house yeah. that if you're you can't expect God to bring that hedge of protection if the man in the house isn't willing to follow God yeah and i mean within the last 4 months he yeah. has shown us that yeah he has shown us that with the enemy attacking our right. kids, yep. with you know, with the devil attacking Nathan. And he has shown us that, I mean, I'm not trying to start anything, but uh, for a while I have asked you or, or just talked to you more about taking that step as being the head of the house because, like, I can't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, my prayers and petitions going up, you know, for you and for the, for the kids. Yeah. But like my prayers and petitions are, um, nothing compared to when you put that hedge of protection over our house and over our, our family around our family. And like, I can't be held responsible for doing that for you. And so when he said that, like, how about just being kingdom builders and kingdom workers and like being the head of the household, taking your place. Yeah taking your place like of authority yeah because you have authority over our family like whether you think about it or not or this new age way of thinking about it or not like i want you to take your place of authority over our family because when you take your place then i could take my place as your helper right and then we function but it's a a, team yeah as a team but we function as what the lord has been planned for us how to function right like we won't be in turmoil we won't be in distress all the time we won't be in these positions where we can't you know come up with the rent or a a bill if we can't like we won't be in that position if we took our places of authority right and your place of authority is being the head of a household my place of authority is being your helper and the manager 
of the house. Like, <laughs> there is... A, I'm the president of the club. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> You're without, the manager of the club. I love the whole thing about my big fat Greek wedding. Because she says, the man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. And the woman can turn, the neck can turn the head any way she wants. <laughs> and that is so true. Because without being manipulating, like, I'll, I'll bring it up again. I think we brought it up before. Uh, you know, you don't do anything without asking me first. And that's very respectful. And I love it. But, like, it's just, that's how it is, like. But then you turn around <laughs> and you do the same thing. What? You don't, you don't do anything without asking me. No, because that's. And then if I, I if, <laughs> like, you were to go somewhere and be like, hey, I'm going to go here. And I was like, is that really such a good idea? Like, yeah. I don't think you should. I say, I don't think you should go. I don't say you can't go. I say, right, I don't yeah. think you should do that. Or I don't think you should go. <laughs> And, and then I think about it, and I'm like, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's true. And in, <laughs> in the end, it's like, yeah, when you when you submit to your husband, and man, oh man, is that word ever more controversial now than it has been ever before. I mean, it's always been controversial. Submission, right? Submit to your husband's wife. Submit mean, to your. It husband's. doesn't mean to sit and serve them. Yeah, and do it everything does not mean for to do whatever he says. No, it means that you are showing the ultimate sign of respect, which is something that a man is wired to want have to have, is like respect. is wired to receive, is respect. Just as women mm. are wired to receive love, mm. like if you show me respect. It doesn't make me feel as like, oh, and right. unless it's love, like you show when you show me love, then I feel secure. Like when Jojo and I, and I brought you those flowers. those flowers the other day, yeah, I feel secure and I feel like I am appreciated, and so the same thing with you when I when I show you respect, you know, I'm trying to do it more and more, but like when you know. Um, I know that you like words of affirmation. So, you know, that time when I said, hey, thank you for going out and door dashing. And, like, doing. I know that you're doing your hardest to provide for us. And I, you know, I I see it. And that to me or to you was respect and showing you Mm -hmm. that, you know, I do appreciate. I know you like acts of service. Yep. So, believe it or not, when I empty the dishwasher or take out the trash without you telling me. It's huge. It's huge. And she may not always say thank you and I don't get recognized for it, but I know that I'm not going to get chewed out or (laughs) not chewed out, but I'm not going to get, (laughs) I'm not going to get the dishwasher was, it was not emptied. So I didn't make dinner. (laughs) Yep. That's my thing. Probably should change that, but it's just the way that I gently remind the people in my household that, Hey, if you want dinner, at the end of the day, you better be doing your chores, buddy, because I don't do, I can't cook dinner in a dirty kitchen. That is the biggest thing that I hate to do is I will dirty the kitchen all day doing dinner, but I will not start dinner in a dirty kitchen. <laughs> I know you will dirty the kitchen all day. Yeah, exactly. But if, and I told him, I said, if, if you like a clean house and you know, dinner after you get off of work, you know, mama has to have things in order to do that. So the dishwasher has to be empty so that way I can load it again. (laughs) The trash needs to be taken out because I don't like to clean a house 
and smash down the trash <laughs> like five or six times. <laughs> like I do. Yeah, exactly. I want that trash compactor from yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, that would probably save you a lot more. Of, Did you take the trash out? <laughs> or what is it? Uh, picking up my belt out of the middle of the oh floor in the bedroom. Uh, thank you for putting it on the <laughs> where it goes. Uh, yeah. The little things, right? It's the little things, but we're learning because... And for the boys, Nathan has to clean the the table. Yeah. Because he likes likes to draw and stuff on the table and just leave it there. Yep. So he has to clean it up every night. And if mom and dad clean it up, it gets thrown away. Yep. Even if he wanted to keep it, it still gets thrown away. Yeah. But those are the little things that I think and I feel that we have learned throughout our marriage because... Uh, before it started World War Threes in our house in our household, so uh, now that we actually get to communicate, now that I have communicated why I want the dishwasher um, and trash taken out, and the fact that you're like do this, this, and this every day, and this I won't will, be yeah yeah this uh, we, we're not gonna able, have a problem because I think that men. In general, I think men and women, obviously, but men in general um, think that I'm not saying that you don't appreciate stay at home moms, but I think that they don't understand what stay at home moms do throughout the day because they're physically out there in the workforce working. And I said, in order for you to to work at your job, you have to have certain conditions to be met. Right. In order for you to flourish at your job. Mm-hmm. Well, in order for me to flourish at my job, I have to have certain things done and helped with. Like, you don't go to, you don't go to work and run the whole corporation by yourself, no, right? You, have, you have people to help you. You have people to, to stay in their roles. Well, I can't run this household without the people who live in it contributing to the fact that, you know... It's nice to have the house clean, and it's nice to have a cooked meal at the end of the day. Uh, that's not all I do, but uh, and I, I want to helps. make it clear that it's not something I expect. I know, I, that, I, don't, I know that you don't. I don't come home, don't. and if she didn't make dinner or clean the house, I'm not. It's not a like, big deal. Like it's not okay. Whatever. Like we'll have mac and cheese and tonight. Yeah, or sandwiches or, or something. something. Yeah. And that happens if I'm either too tired from redoing furniture or I am mentally done after writing a 12-page paper for for school. So, But anyway, I'm just saying that I think a household runs a little bit smoother when you communicate your needs in a way where your partner is actually going to listen. Because if I communicate my needs with... Starting out with how nagging. it started, yeah, nagging, yeah, I and ignore you. yelling, you ignore me. But if I say, hey, look, the reason that I ask you to empty the dishwasher and take out the trash is because of this. You know, when I explained it to you, it's like I saw a light switch turn on and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And sometimes I'll tell her like, hey, I didn't empty the dishwasher tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Usually a Friday nights. Usually on yeah. Fridays, it's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll have pizza or something. <laughs> but it's like, usually Friday nights, it's like, uh, I'll, I didn't empty the dishwasher tonight. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's not that I never empty the dishwasher. I no, just I'm just saying. I emptying the dishwasher yeah, I and I give you the tip. And it's like you hate doing laundry yeah. and I hate washing dishes. Uh-huh. So I don't mind doing laundry. So I do the laundry and you wash the dishes and it works. Yeah. Well, getting back to to the whole reason why we wanted to share this was because, um, I don't know, why did we want to share this? I just thought it'd be cool to share about Daryl Strawberry, yeah. but that was just me. Yeah. He uh, he was really nice, too. He, he He's such he a good guy. He shook every, There's like 300 people at that church. Yeah. And like we waited for, I don't know, like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. it seemed like, to shake his hand. Yeah. And we were one of the last ones because we went and got the boys. And our hats. <laughs> and then we went back because JoJo wanted a picture, too. Because yeah. he took a picture with me. And then Jojo wanted a picture, so we went back and Jojo got a picture with him. It was so And then cute. he signed he our like hats. so tall and yeah. Jojo so little. But, um, and then Val put it on Instagram. And he and liked then he, it. He, he shared it again. He, he put shared it, it on yeah. the story and yeah. then he sent me a message saying, saying thank, thank you very you. much. And it was awesome. It was pretty cool. But um, what I liked was also just like shout out to Daryl Strawberry was um, the preacher, the pastor at the end said, you know, oh, we always ask our speakers if you want to stay and meet people, shake their hands, or you just want to, like, talk and then jet out, you know, Mm -hmm. right afterwards. And he goes, and there's some people that actually do say what they're going to say, and then they leave from the stage while we're doing closing prayer and all that stuff. He goes, not this guy. He was like, I asked him, and he said, no, I want to talk to everybody. I want to shake everybody's hand and talk to them and whatnot. He's like, I only ask you that you don't share your life story with him <laughs> and, you know, spend 30 minutes talking with him because we have a lot of people to get through. But um, he did. He And he, he actually, he at the end, you. he prayed over people. Yeah, he was pr- He yeah. did an altar call. And he prayed and over him. And then impressive. he prayed with people. And In when the they line. asked him, yeah, when they asked him, can you pray for yeah, me? And he prayed for him. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty nice. So, yeah, no, he is a very nice guy. Very, um, what did you Personable. say? Personable. He's anointed. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't like saying people are anointed yeah. or people are anointed by the Spirit. I, I just, I don't know if it's just the way my grew up. Br- upbringing or what, <laughs> but uh, this guy is anointed by the Spirit and he is appointed from God to be doing what he's doing. Yeah. And... You can tell that with the passion that he brings, with the way he interacts with people, mm-hmm. with the way that he did the altar call and prayed over people. And you could just, with him sharing his his story, I mean, he didn't share, like I said, he didn't share anything about his baseball career. Yeah, but he, he did. Never, he never said, like, yeah. I won this many World yeah. Series. And I even told him, I said, hey, I was a... A big fan of yours. Uh, we're from California, and I grew up watching the Dodgers, and you were always one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. And I even got to see you play once, and, you know, like, it's awesome to see somebody. Bring the word about bring, like sharing yeah, the word. Yeah, and somebody change their life because of the Lord, someone, you know, like yeah, him. he's very humble. Yeah, he's very humble. So, I love that. Uh, I saw on Instagram that he does this thing called Man Event instead of Main Event. And, like, for a little bit, they do show the game in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then they have, like, speakers and um, cool. four men. Yeah. So, yeah, the he his passion and his calling is to get to the men. Yeah. Because if you could get to the men and build strong households, yeah, you're gonna... you could change the church. Yep, that's what he that's said. That's what he said. He said you could build up the church you become, by building up the men. You, you get the men, you build up the men, 
and you're going to build up the church, the church, and the church won't stop. Yeah, and it was like, whoa, it'll continue because right now, when you look out into society, kids are kids don't know who God even. Yeah, he even they don't know that. who yeah, God they is. They don't know who he is. They don't know anything about church or the Bible yeah. or Jesus or anything, and it's scary. But that's attributed to the fact that so many men have fallen away mm-hmm. and have shied away from taking their authority as men because society right now wants to say that manly men are not to be right. something to be like that he, uh mas- toxic yeah. masculinity that whole phrase toxic masculinity which is just the ploy from the devil to break down the men so mm-hmm. that way he could get into their houses and uh uh he talked about like it was funny cuz he's like even even after I got saved you know, my wife would go to church. All right, I'm going to church. Well, I'm going to sit here and watch the game. Yeah. And then he's like, just one day I got convicted. Yeah. And she came home from church. I said, how was church? And she was great. It was awesome. And he felt so convicted that he's like, I haven't missed a day of church since. So. Yeah. He goes, one thing I can tell you guys about that uh, football game we were watching is somebody that wins. somebody wins and somebody loses. Yep. And he goes, there ain't nothing, nothing about that game that isn't predictable. He goes, somebody wins, somebody loses. But you know what? Every time you go to church, everybody wins. Yeah. And that was, like, awesome. Yeah, he, it was awesome. So. so we were fired up. We are we are actually fired up in, in you know, sharing the word. And oh, yeah. If he ever comes back from in. Tulsa, if he ever comes back in our area and preaches, I'd definitely go again. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Take a group. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So, well, anyway, we are... Uh, out of time here we got to go get the kiddos but um and i gotta eat but yeah we just wanted to share our experience and some messages that uh daryl preached on and that's why uh you know obviously he played baseball so that's why this uh podcast episode is uh titled uh in the strawberry fields <laughs> wow you like that I like, you like that. it that's good, that's good. <laughs> So. All right, I'll pray us out here, and uh, we'll close out. Okay. Abba Daddy, Lord, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this podcast that we're able to share what we learned, uh, what you laid upon our hearts um, through Daryl Strawberry, Lord, and I thank you and I praise you for that. And Lord, I just thank you so much for all the blessings, Father, and if there be somebody out there who doesn't know you as Savior that's listening to this podcast, Lord, that they would see that today's a day of salvation, that they would realize that they're sinners who need to accept you as Savior. Father, ask for their for your forgiveness and accept you as Savior in your heart because we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory. And Lord, I just thank you and I praise you and I just ask that you be with each of our listeners lord if there's something that's weighing upon their heart lord that they would turn to you father that you would remove that father i'm speaking out of authority here lord that you would remove that from them and just uh place it with your your love and your your love and just let them know that they are your child and that they are loved and they are worthy and lord i thank you and i praise you and i ask all this in your precious holy name amen amen all right we love you all god bless